When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. Hello and thank you for listening to In That Number. I am your host Ray Hunt. You can find me on Twitter at RayHunt84. My co-host Kevin Milverton at Moscow Mush. You can follow the show at Number Podcast. Subscribe, rate, review. Find us on Facebook, Instagram and if you would like to drop us a line, send us an email to InThatNumberPodcast at gmail.com. On with the show. Joining me this week is returning guest Dan Rideout to break down Friday night's game at home to Bournemouth and preview next week's mammoth clash against them lot up the road. Later on, we'll have a Tottenham preview and we're pleased to be joined by Jav, host of Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast. We've got the usual ITN news, predictions, fantasy football, Super 6, and we'll get Dan to be the latest to try his hand at the Matla quiz. Can he beat the high score of six set by Barry Godwin? Normally at this point, I'll bring in my co-host, the Moscow Mish, Kevin Milberton, and hurl some abuse at him, but unfortunately he's unable to record today due to travel commitments, so instead I'll bring in my guest, Dan Rideout. Dan, how are you? Hello, yes, I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, okay, considering the uh, the result on Friday, but, but yeah, not too bad. How How's your week been? Uh, yeah, uh, busy at work, um, and I'm looking forward to the Bournemouth game on the Friday, and then that started the weekend in a great way. <laughs> and you went to the game as well, didn't you? Yes, yes, yeah, I was there. Did you you put on Sky Sports? Yes, I was watching it. I was watching it live on on Sky. But yeah, it was dreadful first half, dreadful. But yeah, we'll get to that. 
um, yes, a bit later yeah. on. So um, this is your second appearance on the show. It is, um, yes. Thank I you for you having me back. I think you came on for the Man United game last season, I think, if I remember. Um, and that was a that was a draw and a loss yesterday, so maybe it's you. Maybe yeah. you're, just, you're just bad news. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> not surprised. Uh, God, um, are you looking forward to the Pompey game? Um, personally, not particularly. I've no. got. I know a lot of people that are buzzing for it. Can't wait. Um, but I've just, yeah, I'm, I'm not overly looking forward to it myself. No. Actually, do you know what we've had a we've had a chat about it in person, and I, I know your thoughts. But we're get we're getting to the Pompey game as well a little bit later on in the show. But um, yep. Um, but for now, we shall go into the news. This is ITN in that number news. So first of all, I mean, there's not a lot of news that's been going on this week, but um, the only the only real bit that I want to talk to you about is the Gineppo injury. Now, apparently it's a re- reoccurrence of his muscle injury. Oh, OK. But I mean, I suppose that's a good thing, because I, I, I just hope that he's not going to be bogged down with injuries throughout his career, because uh, it looks like we've unearthed a real gem. And it'll be such yeah, a shame the... if he can, you know, if he, if he just keeps getting injured throughout his career, but... You know, but Definitely. the fact that it's a muscle injury and it's the same one, you know, it's not necessarily a bad thing. No, no, as long as we can um, manage it and manage it well, I think you're right. We're, we're I think we're onto a gem with um, the purchase of of him. You know, he, as people have mentioned, he reminds you a little bit of of Mane. He's got a lot of pace. He's not he's not what scared to to shoot. He's got confidence behind the ball and he's he's scored some um, cracking goals already. So yeah, he certainly started started well. Um, do you ha- do you know if it, when he's back at all? Have you heard any inklings on it? Because the last I heard, he, he well he wasn't going to be fit for for Bournemouth. And I, said, I don't know whether he's going to risk him for for Portsmouth. Because I think the last time I read it said it was just a just a reoccurrence. They're just going to give him a bit of a rest. Now I don't yeah. know if they're going to risk him at, at Portsmouth or whether they're just going to throw him in against Tottenham next week. Yeah, I, I haven't heard any personally. Um, I didn't realise ultimately he was he was injured after the Sheffield United game and that that won the goal put him on my fantasy team, you know. And yeah. Found out he was found out he was injured, so I pulled him out and no doubt he'll probably start next week. Do you know what's worse, Dan? Um, I, I had him in my fa- I've had him on my fantasy football team all season and I had him in the starting eleven and I forgot to take him out. <laughs> and actually I had Nathan Ake on the bench. So yeah, brilliant. Oh did you? Um I just hope um maybe it could be a bluff, maybe he could be fit and ready for Portsmouth. Um, but I wouldn't want to rush him back too soon, um, just to try and play a, a Tuesday night Carling Cup game against them, and then end up getting himself injured and in a, on a scrappy pitch. It's probably going to be. It probably will be, yeah. And I guess Hassan Hurtle will look at the bigger picture here and say that that's not. He he, will, I mean, to him personally, he's got to look at Tottenham as the more important game. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, especially with so. our with our run of five games that we've got. It's, Sure. It's, it's quite a tough run coming up. So. It certainly is, yeah. Um, another bit of news that I want to talk about is this, not much really going on, as I say, but Saints, have, they've issued a safety warning for the clash on Tuesday night. Um, so they've said, basically, like, don't wear your shirts and, and, you know, don't drink in any Portsmouth pubs. But, I mean, I guess you could say that for any night of the week. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, Tuesday night, are you... Are you going to be wearing your stripes? Uh, Tuesday night, I'm I'm off to St Mary's to watch at the the Gasworks. Yeah, because you're going um, with the me. stadium. So, 
Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't realise that we, we had to have tickets as well. well. I bought the ticket, but I didn't realise we get them through the post. Um, but oh, I will no, be wearing my shirt. I'm collecting mine. You are going to wear your shirt. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, I don't I, really. I mean, it's not really going to be a problem around here, is it? Surely, but you, you just never know if they're going to start. You know, no, I know, and, and and down there, I think it's it's not going to be the best atmosphere. It's gonna, it is going to kick off a bit, but I don't think it's, it's going to be. World War Three, as such, but people need to be not. wise and. I think it's going to be awful. <laughs> Do you? I think it will be. Riots not, again? There, yeah, there's, I don't think there's going to be. There's not the. There's not the um the bubble. Yes, bubble. There'll still be a, a big police presence, oh, sure, but yeah. um, good safety to everyone that, that goes down. Hopefully, there's there's not a big brawl after um, oh, either God, way of no, the result. No. I just hope everyone's so. everyone's all right. Either way. Um, yeah. Okay, right. I'm gonna go. We're gonna go straight into the game, the Bournemouth game. Um, okay. We have to, I'm afraid. So it was a 3-1 <laughs> loss. Um, goals from yep. Ake, Harry Wilson and Callum Wilson. And ours was James Ward-Prowse from the spot. Starting 11, right? I know this this has had a lot of a lot of talk on Twitter, especially about the starting 11, but I run through it. It's um, Gunn, Cedric, Bednarik, Vestergaard, Danso, Prowse, Romeo, Hoiberg, Buffal, Adams and Redmond. Now... I'm going to ask you, was there any problems with the starting eleven? Yeah, well, mis- mismatched defence, sure. in my opinion. Um, we start the first half was 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 pretty dire. Um, second half, obviously, we reverted the defence back to some logic, playing two players, well, yeah, playing yeah, a this... right back in a right back position and bringing a left back on. And ultimately, if if I think if we'd have probably started the first half. That way with um, Cedric at right back, um, and he, he, even Yoshida at left back, but um, mm. Bertrand. Then I don't think we would have been two 0 down at the time. No, do you know when I when I saw because I say I was watching it on Sky when I saw the lineups come up on Sky at seven o'clock, they had it out as a as a four four two or a four three four four th- sorry a four three three. And oh, they okay. Had, they had Cedric on the right and Danso on the left. Yep. But the game started and it didn't look like that at all. It looked like Danso was playing on the right and Cedric on the left. And I can't understand that. So you've got Ryan Bertrand on the bench. For me, yeah. this, this is all on, on Hasenhurtel. I, I don't know why. I think it, is there something wrong with Bertrand? Is there is there some sort of like problem that we're unaware of? There must be some underlying problem. Some people in the past have mentioned attitude... Or maybe just maybe just fitness. There's a lot that goes on behind the scenes we don't know about. Um, but for me, just you know, I thought actually, do you know what, Cedric second half when he got played, put back at right back, he he played fantastic. Yeah, funny that. Um, up and down the wing. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Mm. Um, but the, when you're asking one player to play on the left out position, and then you're asking Danso to play uh, out position again on the right, then. Mm. You know, he played out of position previous game, got sent off. He's been played out of position again, so it's not it's not his fault idea entirely. Um, but I just didn't, it didn't feel comfortable at the back at no, all. He's definitely not a not a wing back, full back. No, 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 kind, definitely not. More central. And and if I remember against Sheffield United, I think Yoshida played left back, and then every time yeah. I've seen him at left back, he, he hasn't done that much of a bad job. So just keep the same. Or, yeah, or just just put Bertrand there. <laughs> or, yeah, <laughs> you got him on the bench. Or just put Bertie him. Yeah, 
Um, we're going to go. We're going to the game. We're, we're, I mean, Saints usually start games pretty well. They usually start on the front foot. But this game, it, it seemed that it was the complete opposite. It seemed that Bournemouth started the better, and they they looked threatening on nearly every attack. Yeah, um, you're right. We we usually do start if the first 10, 15 minutes at least, um, sort of pushing, pushing, and then and then drop off a little. But this game, again, I think it was the change at the back. It, you know, I think they're playing with three strikers: King, Wilson, and um, who else is up top? Solanke. Solanke up top. So I think they sort of identified our weakness and thought, actually, let's just go for a lot of pushing and counter-attacking here. And I think it put a bit of fear into our back. And they back targeted court, so. the left side as well, didn't they? Our, our right side. Um, yeah. Say that the, the Harry Wilson goal come down, come from down there. Um, yeah. And it didn't take long to actually to get going. And I remember saying to people I was watching it with, like the, the, the corner kick comes in, and, and I saw as soon as I saw him zonal marking, I thought, oh god, here we go. Knowing that, and they put this little graphic up on Sky as well just before, and it said that Bournemouth for the best team this season from set pieces. Oh right. And I saw that and thought, oh my god. And I saw us zonal marking, <laughs> and I thought, here we go again. And boom, bang, one nil, ten minutes. It's yeah. From I haven't watched the the replay of the game but from memory staring down um at, at the goal down the end I, I, did anyone really contest with Ake or did, did well, he just cleanly win it in the air it was a good leap I'm not don't take it away from him it was good but as I say Romeo was with him where he was he was in his zone he was right back on that line before he yeah. started his run and he just powered through him uh, you could have said that okay Romeo could have been a little bit stronger not not lose him and he leapt up above Danso, but I'm, that, okay. I don't want to stress that there was no nothing that Danso could do about that. So no. Also, Ake, Ake's a, I think Ake's a great player personally, and I think you know in a couple of, in the next few years he'll be playing for a bigger team than Bournemouth. Um, mm. And um, he's a, he's a good, yeah he's a good good uh, good Dutch player. Yeah, and as I say, it was. It was a good goal from their point, but it was, I mean, it looked like something that they've, they've worked on. It looked like something, okay, well, Saints are going to be, they're going to be easily to score against in this position. Let, let's let's take the, make the most of this. And, you know, it worked straight away. Um, yeah. But, but they didn't stop. They carried on. And then the, the VAR decision, the, the King uh, offside. Um, yep, yeah. How was it for you at the stadium? Did you, did you like feel, because that was, I'm presuming that was, was that the Northern stand end? That was your end? Uh, so, so the goal was down the chapel end. Oh, okay. So it's um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Down the down the chapel end, it was it was quite bizarre, really. But first VAR, um, I think the season at St Mary's. Yeah. Um, it was you, quite nice like, to see actually. You like, like frustrated it, when they were. It, I mean, did you feel like you were waiting too long? Did you feel like you didn't know what was going on? So not not for for that one, it, it was a little bit too long. But overall. They're off celebrating, and then you see the VAR flash on the screen, and it's kind of like, oh, hang on, hang on, and then you're waiting, waiting, waiting. But it was probably because the 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 answer was actually it was offside. It showed you on the screen. You think fair play, that's not bad. Mm-hmm. One one that won the home fans over for for that. Um, but I'm sure that there'll be one or two that go against us. I mean, I but it, there, there was VAR another. Was, was it was spot on? This yeah, game. there was another call for the for a penalty. Um, Second half, that was quite confusing. The Cedric one, yeah. Yes, yeah, like literally, the game played on. It went up into the into the Bournemouth half, out for a throw in, and then all of a sudden the screen just turned to checking penalty, and, and everyone around us was like, 
what else is going on here? Well, like, I mean, what, why, why have they not held the the play up and then? Yeah, this is the problem that I've got with it. Um, that you don't know how long the the game it gets played on before they actually have to have to stop and check it. But yeah, it, I mean, watching it at home, you, you could see the tackle and it would look like it. I mean, actually, do you know what? I actually said it was a penalty. Watching it straight up, I think I went, yeah, that's a penalty. It was stupid. Cedric come in from the side and whacked him out. We saw the replay yeah. instantly as the, as the ball was getting played out, and it it was a good, fair, fair challenge. Yeah. And commentators were saying, okay, they're probably going to check that. So obviously we we knew that they were, but then right, okay. the ball went out of play. Yeah, so we had no idea. Okay, VAR is going to check that, and that was it. And it was proved to be no penalty, which again, brilliant VAR. But you know, I unless guess I that, didn't see the screen. Um, obviously the player's gone down. You know, you know what the northern and and, and atmospheres are like in football stadium. Get up and all that lot. The game plays yeah. on. The rest kind of just called it. Nothing. Play on. And then it flashed up on the VR screen 30 seconds later or whatever it was. And, and I'm in shock, thinking you must be taking the piss. Mm. Like if you pull this back when the when the ball is in out for a throw and in the Bournemouth half. That, yeah. Yeah. This is that's what I'm no penalty. Sure so. Yeah, it was definitely no penalty. But then they did get the second. Um, Harry Wilson goal. I mean, Vestergaard looked looked clumsy, slow again. Um, it was a, yeah. it was a well worked goal, and he took it really well. But yeah, it's just again, it was down that uh, our right hand side where Danso was, and yeah. yeah, it looked like they worked at that as well. Um, yeah, they they played well up top. You know, good a good finish as well. So yeah, can't take it from them. No, um, and chances we had chances we were just wasteful. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second half started, and we, as I say, we, we we started a lot better. You mentioned it; Cedric went over to his natural position, and it seemed to be clicking. So I mean, it seemed to be Saints were winning a lot of balls in the middle, and this is when I thought Romeo took over a little bit. Started yeah. controlling it. Yeah. Um, and then Cedric we, went back to right back. Yeah. And I thought he played. I thought he played really well. To be fair, um, I did. Yeah. For a player that's come come back from being, you know, shipped out on loan last season. For whatever reason it may have been, to come back with a bit of a different attitude, and you know he's, he seems to have won that right back position mm-hmm. uh, for the last couple of games of Valerie. Um, you think fair play? Um, so yeah, comfortable at right back and left back when Bertie came on. I thought attitude or not um, behind the scenes, but you, you could see the experience sort of ooze out of the back a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I always feel more comfortable when you've got when you've got Bertrand playing. Yeah. Um, and then we had our luck. We had our penalty. Well, I say luck, but I mean, how did you see it? The penalty. Um, well, I saw Che Adams bombing it towards goal. Mhm. When it, the decision was made, I did turn around and say, oh, "Lucky, sort of not lucky, but it could have gone either way." I think, unless well, on TV it was. I mean. Stone, stone wall. It was a penalty. I think it was a penalty. But the reason I say lucky is because it looked like Adams lost control of the ball just before the tackle came in. Yeah, he was, so he was he, going at quite some pace, though. He was going at some pace. The ball, he sort of like lost control of the ball, and then um, Cook cuts in front of him and, and takes him out. And I think, yeah, that's a penalty. But yeah. a fortunate one because, you know, a second later, and that I don't think that would have been. He probably would have been beyond yeah. him or anything. I just, I, I just don't. I just do think it was a little bit lucky. But emphatic penalty. It was, it was good for us. To, to get some confidence and build on, you know, we came out in the second half mm-hmm. a lot stronger. Hassan Hootle must have told him what's what at half time. Um and then that was great to get get on the get a goal, um was it about fifteen minutes into the second half and then gave us something to push on but we uh, couldn't capitalise. I think Ward Prowse was a bit wasteful on a few chances. 
should have done better. Yes, I mean, great that we because we had a one or two um, nice bits of play up top, and mm-hmm. there was one or two that yes, he he could have done a tad better with getting one or two on on target, but and testing the keeper. Yeah, that's just it. I just think at the end of the day, the, but then the, you know the game was was lost in that first half. Um, they basically they took their chances. I don't want to. This is a Saints podcast, so I'm going to have to be a little bit biased, but. <laughs> They did take their chances. Saints didn't. They just weren't clinical yep. enough. I mean, that's the, that's basically the story of the game. Um, and then the third goal, I don't even want to talk about this, you know, but I guess we have to. Complete fuck up at the back. I mean, where, where do you put that down? Uh, I, it's Bednar just the communication of, yeah, probably gun. Yeah. Um, coming out, he, I don't think he knew what he was doing. He, he didn't. He wasn't aware what Benarak was. The Benarak wasn't it? Was it was yeah. Was going to do. Was going to do. Um, and then just yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit of a mockery. I don't to be honest, so. agree with Jamie Carragher, but he was on the commentary and he said, I mean that's that's on gun because he can see it all yeah. happen. And what's yeah, happening. yeah. He doesn't need to go forward. He knows what's happening. He knows Benarak's there. There's no threat from Wilson. Yeah. At that point. Um. So and then and, and if. Benarak does slip up at that stage, and then at least if, if he's in the area, there's a bit more uh, for him to yeah. get himself in front of the ball and so forth. But like you but. said, there's lack of communication. Why are they not? Sh- why is he not shouting? Why is it's just this should not be happening at Premier League level. It's it's a joke. Yeah. It's, I hate I hate seeing goals like that. It's it's horrible, especially like because I don't think we deserve to lose that game three one. No, I don't. But anyway, yeah, overall much better second half. Um, Cedric was great. Romeo too. Um, Bournemouth created the chances, converted them all. Uh, I, lack of goals now is starting to be a bit of a worry. Yes. I mean, we only scored from the spot. And, you know, like you said earlier on, that we've got these next five games coming up. I can't see us scoring many goals against them. And I, I think no. the only time that we're, the only way we're going to score is either from the spot or from, you know, from a corner. It just doesn't look like we've got, I mean, Adams is goal shy. Ings isn't. Oh, he's, he's working hard, but he's, he's not got the goal touch. I think Hassan Hurt will tinker him with the back line too much. Tells me he's not comfortable with it. Um, yeah, but I yeah. mean, uh, you know, I think Gineppo's one of our key players here where with the, with the last, uh, with the two goals he scored already, um, confidence places them world-class and into that. Bufal wasn't, isn't too um, shy to shoot and um, hopefully pick up a goal or two. He did well against Bournemouth. Um, Couple of shots from outside the area, a bit of creativity, but mm. I, I do feel we we lack creativity just behind the strike force, um, which we need. And I would like to see, ideally, Armstrong in there, um, probably over Warprouse. I think he reads the game a bit better. I think you're right. I think I like Armstrong. I'm a fan of Armstrong, and I don't think Warprouse has done enough this season to. I mean, I, I, I don't. I wouldn't be against benching him for a while. Yeah, I, I, I do think that one or two games we, we have carried uh, James for a bit. Like last yeah. season, he you know he got dropped, he came back, and he, best I've seen him in the in the five years he's been playing. Um, yeah. But this year, I don't think he's made as much an impression on this season that I think someone else needs to have a little bit of a go now um, with a bit of creativity. So that it releases a bit of pressure up top. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. And also, obviously, we need Adams to start scoring. <laughs> yes, yeah, soon, definitely. Soon. I mean, he just needs a goal to get a bit of confidence. But then, on the other hand, how long can you play a striker in the Premier League 
without scoring yeah and, I, and I then totally expect agree. to get results so yeah it needs it's, to, it's a tough one needs to happen soon um i'm mm. just gonna go to some of these stats i mean i'm not sure on the bournemouth stats but maybe you maybe you know but i mean we had 65 percent possession we had six sorry 20, okay. 25 shots to their six um okay but, but only How, six on target and 11 oh, yeah so, so m- that, that's my main enough. my main point yeah, my main point would be how many on target. Cause we, six, we, on, six yeah. on target from twenty-five. Yeah, it's, it's not and then enough. one, one of six went in. Um, yeah. it's not good enough. They need they need to challenge the keeper a bit more. Um, so after the events on Saturday, um, we now sit twelfth on seven points. So it's pretty much where I expect we're going to be finishing at the end of the season anyway. But like you say, with these next few games coming up. Oh, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. Um, man of the match. Man of the match. Um, a few people played well. Um, as you mentioned, Romeo. I thought Cedric had a good second half. I I thought I thought Buffon had a good game. Probably say Buffon because he was probably our most creative player up top. He wasn't scared of a, a shot or two. Yeah, it was just nice to see him after all the grief and going out on loan last season. So it was quite refreshing to see to see that. Yeah. I think, again, he's one of those people that need a goal as well for some confidence. Once he gets that, floodgates could open. Who knows? Yes. Um, hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. For me, hopefully on Tuesday, that'd be nice. Um, for me, <laughs> um, Romeo again, I think for me, I just, just broke up the play again. He was winning everything in that middle. Um, and I think yeah. every, every good thing that we had off the ball was coming from him. Um, yep. And like I said, Cedric had a good second half, so I think he needs a mention. And it's I think it's key that he plays in position. Um, yeah. <laughs> definitely it would help it, it certainly <laughs> would help right okay uh, the big one Portsmouth Tuesday I think it's it's yes. fair to say that this is the most important fixture since you know we started the podcast not in terms of yeah. the, you know the, the the competition in the Carabao Cup but in terms in terms of the you know the, the enemy so let's talk Portsmouth how do you you said at the start of the let's. show that you weren't really <laughs> You weren't really feeling it. Like, explain. Oh, I, when, when the draw came through, a couple of my friends and my cousin was absolutely buzzing. We're, we, uh, we've got them. We're gonna, we're, we're gonna sort of do them over and so forth. But for me, I just thought, oh, here we go. It's got, it's got, got it written all over it that we. Um, <laughs> You're scared. <laughs> I just don't think it's gonna be as easy as uh, some people would make out that it's a Premier League. Side versus League One. I think the atmosphere is going to be very intense. Um, both sides haven't probably got players that have played in many derbies before, as I know you mentioned um, on the show the other week. Um, I just think it's going to be tough. Uh, looking at League Form, they aren't on a great run. No, they're not playing too well. We're not, but then you, you always get cup upsets from League One Championship beating Premier League sides. It just depends on the mentality I think we, we take into it. God. You've really, you've really put me on a downer now. <laughs> I'm good at that, mate. <laughs> um, okay, what so do you ha- think? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm like you. I'm not. I mean, I mean, I'm excited for the game. I, I really, I, I really want to turn them over and, and shut them up. Um, yeah, yeah. I am, I am prepared to get beat. Just, prepared. I, I just, yeah, I, I, I'm prepared for it because I, you know, I'm, I'm a pessimist. I, I always see the bad things. 
Yeah, it can, but, only, it can only get better. Yeah, but at the same time, I'm looking forward to the game, and I really, really want us to do to to, to turn them over. Oh, um, definitely, I'd, I'd be absolutely buzzing. It'd be a massive result for us, and if not, Twitter's getting deleted. You know, so. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to hear that. Um, <laughs> how how are we going to set up? Do you think? Uh, so, I, Ralph I personally... Hasenhill, not you. How how is Ralph going to set up? I think Ralph will go for his strongest sort of team. I don't think he's going to... He knows how important it is. He's, he's, he's mentioned that a few times. Um, I don't think we'll probably see the same team as uh, against Bournemouth, but he will he will um, 4-4-2 and take, take it seriously. Okay, so how would you set up and who would you, would you like to see start? Um, I would like to see Armstrong start because I think, as I've mentioned to you before, he's got experience in, in big derbies and in Scotland, so he, he's going to understand the sort of atmosphere. He can read the game well, um, so I think a bit that of experience, he's yeah. Because I yeah. want to see. I mean, we had this discussion last week, didn't we, in person about having. I, I mean, I said this on last week's show as well. I don't want to see a back line of Danso, Vestergaard, Stevens, and um, <laughs> Christ, please, mate. Yeah, I just, I don't, I don't want to see that, and Valerie, the other one. Um, but yeah, I. I I, but we need some experience, experience on the pitch. I think. On the pitch, yeah, and somebody that I don't feel so scared to see on there. It's this so so important for the fans. I just want to, you know, I, I wish I, I think could we'll pick the team. I think we'll see the same back four that finished the game um, Friday. Um, I think we'll I see Hoiberg so. because he's mm. passionate and he wants to give it a good good go. Um, I think we'll probably say see same sort of team. How do you um, think we're going to set up up front? <laughs> Danny Ings will start. Um, you think I Danny think Ings is going to start? You don't think Che Adams is going to go? I mean, he's made a living of playing in the lower leagues. I think I think uh, Che and Ings will will, will both start. Um, if no Gineppo and so forth, and then I think one of the the Buffal or Redmond will be on the bench and to bring something different off the bench in the second half in case we need it. I would personally go all out pace. Um, and just scare them. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Just, just scare them. And um, without with Armstrong just creating and playing balls through behind, but we'll see. I'm worried that Romeo is going to get a red card in 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I might I might put put a cheeky bet on as well that he picks up a a few yellows. So yeah, because he's just going to get two into it, and and the, you know what he's like that that lunging challenge. I think he put one yeah. in on Bournemouth. Yeah, like, yeah, second half. You think up Jesus yellow, Christ, yeah. mate? Yeah. Um... My worry is that he's thinking about Tottenham. Ralph, this is too much. And I, I, I mean, I do kind of think that if he, if we had a result against Bournemouth, then we might have seen a different team. But the fact that we've lost to Bournemouth makes this Tottenham game all the more important. So he might, might rest Ings and Redmond. That's my. But worry. was there, is there a reason why Ings was on the bench Friday? I just don't think he's... he's I mean, he's, he wasn't on the bench at um, Sheffield United also. Yes, I think so. I mean, he started off the season playing both of them, but I don't think it's working. Um, so no, but, but then if, if, you, if you look at Ings, he, he works hard. He's, he does, you know, yeah. he, he drops back to create. So I would, I would, I would yeah, maybe drop him behind Adams and, and let him do and, and create some... Um, of the play, but at the same time, he's you know I think he's going to understand how much it means, and he's going to want to be on that pitch from the start, um, scoring in front of the the Fratton faithful. I'd play him, yeah. I'd play him. <laughs> I'd, pro- I'd probably try and find a way to play Adams as well. I'll probably try and find a way to play Gineppo, even if he is injured. Okay, that'll be yeah, yeah. 
It would be interesting to see. <laughs> we can't have them all playing, Dan. We need to have some defenders. <laughs> let's just let's play six up top and scare them. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, prediction. Score prediction. Uh, Don't let I me think, down. Don't let me down. I would love to say a two-nil win. I can see us drawing it and going to penalties. Ooh, don't tell me you think we're going to lose on penalties. I think we'll win on penalties, but I just... Okay, okay. well, I mean, we had Dan Hargraves on the show last week, and he he yes. sort of said what I... He kind of echoed what I thought about the game, that we are going to... It's going to be really, really cagey. There's going to be a few yellows. It's going to be nil-nil. It's going to be tightly contested. And then second half, Saint, uh, yeah, Saints are going to just overrun them a little bit. Maybe they'll bring on some pace. Just have too much for them, and then just I think yeah. they'll, they'll snatch it and beat them one 0 Wear them out, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. I think Wind them got, down. Got... I did have a, I did have a dream. I missed half the game. Walked in, it, we were three 0 up, and then we ended up winning five 0 Oh wow! So I'll take I'll take that. Put a bet on Dan. <laughs> I could do. If we if we can if we can control the game, go down there, get a two 0 win. Cheers, see you later. Brag and rice. I'll take that. I just hope we do what. What City did to Watford, I would absolutely love that. <laughs> 15 minutes in as 5-0. Yeah. Thank you very much. I would love that. That would just we'll that get would the be car something and go down there. you would never, ever forget. Just You'd yeah. be living off of that for the rest of your life. That, I, I want that. That would be exactly. it. That would be awesome. We need to return the 4-1 favour at least as well. So. Oh, my God. Yeah, just to, oh. Right, OK. Um, we're going to do the... Matt Laquiz. Excellent. I'm going to make you even more nervous now because I've been saying to Kev for some time now that when you come on and do this, you're going to get a maximum. <laughs> wow. wow. Thank you. <laughs> this is right up your street, Dan. Come on. Okay. okay. Are you ready? Give it a go. Okay. <laughs> right. Question number one. Dave Jones was manager. Matt Letizier top scored with 14 goals. Carlton Palmer arrived from Leeds United. We finished 12th. And Paul Jones was player of the year. Name the season. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> in my head, I've got 97-98. Well done. Yes. <laughs> well done. Um, question number two. Rory Delap arrived from Derby in 2001. What was the transfer fee? Four million. And it was our... It was the record at the time. It was our, um, yeah... Well record for a long time after he left as well it was yes um okay number three last season danny Ings yep. scored his first goal but who against uh, i want to say a scrappy goal away to everton you're right well done yes well done three out of three right okay i'm gonna name the clubs and you're going to name the okay. player. Man City, Southampton, yep. Plymouth, Charlton, New York Red Bulls. Oh, um, Bradley Wright Phillips. It is Bradley Wright Phillips. Well done. Four out of four. See, now you're going to, you're going to want to go for this. This who am I on the, on the first clue, aren't you, to get the maximum? <laughs> okay. Who am I? Clue one for three points. Born in Chornobyl, Ukraine, in August 1976 for three points. If you want another clue, no. that's absolutely fine. Um, yeah, another clue. Wise. Okay, for two points. He was given a trial at Southampton against Oxford United in February 1999, in which he scored a perfect hat-trick. Saints signed him from Sconto 
for £800,000 and became the first player from his national side to play in the Premier League? Um, I'm trying to scan my brain. 1999, back at the Dell. <laughs> Fuck. I don't know if we signed him in 1999, but it's not bloody... It's not, it's not Marion Pahars, is it? Are uh, you going to say Marion Pahars? Do you want to take that as your answer, or do you want uh, another clue? <laughs> Be brave. <laughs> this is so hard, mate. Um, Marion Pahars. You are spot on. It is Marion Pahars. Well done. Two yes. <laughs> um, so the third clue was dubbed the Latvian Michael Owen. He went on to play right. 137 times for Saints, scoring 45 times and one top scorer twice during his time. He represented Latvia 75 times, scoring 15 international goals. It was Marion Pahars. Well done. That's really good, Dan. That's, yes, that's six points. So you're that was, joint top. That's a really tough question. Yeah, yeah, it is. Because, I, I mean, I didn't realise he was born in Ukraine when I was researching that. I'm sure Kev would have known. No. And I'm sure he can pronounce the place <laughs> name a lot better than I can, which is why I was hoping he was going to be here. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, <laughs> excellent. Um, I'm pleased for you. He's gone back to manage now, hasn't he? He has, yeah. He was, he was yeah. brilliant. He was brilliant. He was a fantastic player. Little Latvian, yeah. Little Marion. Or Marion. Yeah, bless. But yeah. <laughs> okay, right. Um, I've got those stupid questions for you. Would you rather yep. wear a Pompey shirt every day for five years or sleep in a haunted house for ten? Sleep in a haunted house. But even if this house was haunted by ex-Portsmouth players and they were singing Play Up Pompey all through the night. Yeah, it'd probably make me fall asleep anyway, so. <laughs> okay, a good one. Um, would you rather be twice the height of Peter Crouch or half the height of Lionel Messi? Uh, twice the height of Peter Crouch. Nice one. I wasn't expecting that. Why? Um, as a professional footballer, win more in the air. Yeah, okay. Nice. Um, so that's about it. Win every, yeah. win every header at the front and yeah. at the back. <laughs> You'd have to bend down to win the header, but yeah. <laughs> um, a question that I've just given you. Um, I haven't done this one before, but I just want to try it out with you. Okay, just a simple one. Skulls or Gerrard? Oh, every day, the best midfielder to, to sort of come out of the, the Man United class of night here, I think, is Paul Skulls. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I don't well. think there's a better, a more, a better passer of the ball has come out of the Premier League than um, Paul Scholes okay but I will say that Gerrard's done a lot more for England than Scholes did and I do think that Stephen Gerrard is better at tackling and actually you know all round defensive play plus Gerrard has the has the goals he has the the, the passing some might say yeah, yeah, that no, Gerrard I, is, the, is the more complete midfielder but me personally I, I, I'm, I take Scholes uh, I'll take Scholes every day I just think Scholes was an absolute genius I'm not um, Steven Gerrard fantastic player especially especially for England in his early days he was absolutely fantastic and um, passionate for some someone who's probably not English but Scouse as they uh, <laughs> like to claim but um, I just I would take skulls every day okay I think that's about it Dan I think we are done thank Brilliant. you thank you very much again. for having me on oh no it's good um, you did wow you didn't disappoint in that quiz so, yeah. <laughs> no no that was that was right. tough, thank you. Um, but yeah, thanks again. Anytime you want to come on, mate, just just let me know and we'll get you on. But yeah, brilliant. I will see you on Tuesday night. Yes, indeed. That'd be um. Hopefully, we'll be we'll be cheering and dancing the night away. Uh, absolutely, and we're probably going to go out for a drink afterwards as well, because um, as you know, the Moscow Mush is here. Oh yes, after yeah. the game for a few swift dives. Because I do believe the Gasworks Bar closes an hour after kickoff, so 
Either either we're going to be celebrating or we're going to be drowning our sorrows. So I'm going to want to be <laughs> drinking through the night, to be honest. So yeah, um, meet, so, you, yeah. meet you in the Tappet Bar at half time then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Okay. Until Tuesday, mate. Thanks again for coming on. I'll see you soon. No problem. Up the, the Saints. Up the Saints. Hi, I'm Matt Letizia, and thank you for listening to In That Number. Joining me now is Jav, host of Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast, to discuss next week's seemingly doomed trips to Tottenham. Welcome, Jav. <laughs> thank you so much for chatting with me. Hi there, Ray. Thank you for inviting me. No problem. Um, firstly, how are you? I'm good. Not bad. No, well, not not great. Um, not after <laughs> yesterday, yesterday's result, and I, I suspect probably the same for yourself. Yes. Oh, um, after yes. Friday. Yeah. Not not feeling too good about that one. Um, before we go into that, um, can you tell us about you about your podcast and like how long you've been doing it for? Sure. So um, started the podcast about five years ago. So in November, it was it was, at, it was the start of Pochettino's first season at Spurs. Um, it was a few months in. It was November twenty. 14 so we're, we're now into our sixth season um the reason i started it was um I, I, there was a few spurs podcasts that I, I i listened to um some that i, I like i like more than other more than others and i still listen to um but one of the one of the podcasts i listened to um it had a facebook group which was formed i guess on the back of the, the podcast presumably anyway um and i was i was a member of that group along with a few other people and it it always seems as though that that particular pod there was a bit of a disconnect between um the podcast itself and 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 uh the people who were in the facebook group in fact there was no correlation at all it didn't feel rep- representative um so that been something that had been playing on my, on my mind for a while and then it as it happened um a few of us who were in this group we broke away and we created our own um spurs facebook group um, and then at one point I thought, well, why don't we why don't we set up our own podcast that's sort of a bit more representative of, of the members who are there? So that's how it started. And I, I guess initially it was quite small, and probably the people who listened to it would would have just been the people from that from that group. But then obviously over time it, it grows and you get more more listeners, and and it's it's probably now um, the irony of all all of that is I'm I'm no longer in that Facebook group, um, <laughs> but 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 the podcast has has just has has grown and. Uh, it's just become a just a regular thing. It's just you know, something I do, something, something I enjoy doing. Excellent. And how many, roughly, how many hours does it do you spend on it a week? Well, the podcast itself um, it lasts about an hour, um, give or take, maybe just under an hour, just over an um, hour. But there's obviously time in terms of editing it, um, and you know sometimes a little bit of preparation work I've, i have tried to limit the podcast to one a week um simply because i feel that having too many over the course of a week it, it, it just causes saturation you, you've got too many and also it, it, take, it takes it takes your time um i i have done midweek ones before mm. after an important you know after a game but it just it's it's not great on a school night no definitely not i sympathize with you there now we try and do ours just one a week and if we have you know a double game week we just do an extra long episode on that on that weekend Mm. Um, okay, so I'm gonna we're gonna talk Spurs. Well, this season Spurs. I don't even know where to start. Um, I guess to start at the beginning, a transfer business this year. I, I mean, it strikes me with Spurs, they don't they haven't really been busy in recent times, but this season they've they have. Yeah, I mean, 
the thing that you've got to bear in mind with, with, with this summer is that the, the the activity has been on the back of two windows where we signed nobody. So yeah, that's what I mean. Any, yeah. anybody that, that we've signed, it, 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 it's welcome. It, it, it's it's, it's going to be good on the back of you know not signing anybody. Now, whether that was because we couldn't because of the, 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 the stadium costs um, and the fact that a focus was on that um, or, or maybe because we couldn't identify the, the players that we, that we wanted or, or they weren't available. Who knows? Um, but that's it. We, we've made a few purchases this summer, um, which, have, which have been good largely. Mm. Um, some of the players that we've brought in, there's the lad Clark who we've, who, who we signed from Leeds, but loaned back to them. Um, he's obviously one for the future. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan Session, yep. who I think is a very good player. Yeah, very, and I'm a big fan of his. Twenty-five million pounds, yeah, good player. Yeah, and I and I think he's he's the sort of player that I think would flourish under Pochettino. I mean, he, he's 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 done wonders at Spurs, developing players, and, and I'm sure you're right. Yes. He, he, yeah, yeah. He, he, he did he did the same at Southampton with with the likes of Shaw, well Luke Shaw in particular. I, I don't I I don't know if you've read Brave New World, um, Pochettino's book. I mean, it's obviously no, very I Spurs. It's very Spurs centric, um, but he does mention, you know, his his time um, at Southampton, um, and he speaks fondly of of, of Luke Shaw. So, um, I think that Session is another project player for him, somebody that he can work and develop. So that's that's exciting. Whether whether he ends up being a left back or a left winger or, or quite where he plays is another matter. Um, and the other two acquisitions, you've got Lacelso, who we've seen very little of because he's he's largely been injured. Um, but the, the the few cameos that we've seen from him, you can see that there's a player who's technically very good. And the other one is Dombele, mm. who 50, um, fifty-five million, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he is technically he's very good. Um, he's shown signs signs of that. He's not yet at the level of the other players in terms of, you know, he's 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 still. Um, uh, acclimatizing to, to prim, not only sure, the Premier League yeah. but, but, but Pochettino's methods, um, but I, he was a much needed acquisition because uh, midfield had, had suffered somewhat since we lost um, Dembele um, and we, we've had injuries to uh, an ex-Southampton player, Wanyama, Wanyama. yeah, 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 yeah um, who, who was uh, that first season when, when we had him, he was superb. So um, it's, it's an area that we need to strengthen, and Dembele hopefully will address that. Um, so yeah. yeah, I mean, I saw him, and I mean, I've got to be honest, I didn't, I'd never heard of the guy before, before they signed him. I um, mean, I saw they threw like fifty-five million pounds at him, and yeah, the first game I think it was against Villa, wasn't it? And he scored. I liked what yeah. I saw from him. I thought, yeah, he's going to be, he's going to be a very, very important player. But then he's kind of like tailed off a bit. Haven't really heard a lot of him since. But yeah, he he. Not so long after that, he he picked up an injury, so he was out of the team, right, and yeah. and and he's, he's come back in, and and they're sort of rotating. Um, so Spurs tend to play with a, a double pivot of, of either Winks and Sissoko or Winks and um, Dombele. Um, occasionally, like yesterday in yesterday's match, they they played with, with with a diamond, and all three played. So he's when he has featured in the last couple of weeks, he he certainly has shown glimpses. You know, you can see that technically he's he is very good, but he's just a little bit off off the pace. But he, he's one for the future. I think that the 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 areas that could probably concern me is the Tottenham fans. We've got rid of a lot of Deadwood in the summer, but there are other players. Um, I'm sure you're aware, Christian Eriksen, for example, who. Um, who wants, wants to out, move yeah. to? Well, he wants out, um, and we've not been able to move, move in the summer. He's still there. Interesting, um, he didn't play yesterday either. 
No, no, he played. He, I have to say, he played in the middle of the week against Olympiacos in the Champions League, right. and he wasn't he wasn't great. Um, that being said, I, I fully expected him to start yesterday, and 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 he didn't. And he's one that could well potentially, unless he signs a new contract, would would go for a free in the summer. So, Ooh. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, does the lack of transfer business bother you, or are you are you okay like having a a splurge uh, every so often? So I don't. I I look at it that. If you if you compare Spurs to to Liverpool and United of a few years ago, I'm not talking about Liverpool recently with with their acquisitions of Allison and um, Van Dijk, but but prior to that, for example, in the early years under Klopp, um, definitely under Rodgers, and and with United, um, the number of managers they've had, they've spent big. They've spent, you know, you just take United an example, signing Di Maria, signing, um, oh the. German lad who named Schweinsteiger. Schweinsteiger, that's the one. Um, I, I, could, I could go on. There's, Falcao, there's quite yeah, Falcao, um, Sanchez, etc. Et yeah. And and, I, and every time that's happened, Spurs fans complain and they look at look over their shoulder and they look at you know the likes of United, Arsenal, um, Liverpool spending spending big on transfers, both in terms of the players and then the if you the cumulative value um yeah we still finish above them because we've we've got we've we or we have had up until recently um, better quality at the moment it seems to be catching up with us um obviously liverpool have surpassed us now um finishing above us in the league not only finishing above us in the league last season but you know it, they are a better team um they weren't a few years ago mm. um so so I, I i take the view that i don't think you should just go and spend big for the sake of it and and spend and buy marquee names. I think it's it's you've got to be shrewd in the transfer market and, and it's important to identify, you know, which areas you need strengthening in and then buying the right players rather than just going and spending a whole load. I mean, Everton are a case in points. Mm, They've spent a lot yes. in, in recent seasons. At one point, um, I was having a few United friends tell me that, well, you know, that they're, they're going to finish in the top four, um, and you know, that it's it's being shrewd, it's being clever in the, in the transfer market. I, I think that I'm I'm happy that we've we've made purchases in the summer, but we still need to strengthen. That's clear. Yeah. Um, I think this squad is starting to to age in certain areas. I think it needs freshening up. Um, we haven't addressed the problem of right back. We sold Kieran Tripper in the summer, mm. so yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it feels like it's work in progress with Spurs, but it shouldn't be. It really shouldn't be. We should have something to show for it by now. And alas, I think that apart from apart from the moments, you know, whether that's you know, finishing second or to Chelsea or third, but uh, the season we were chasing Leicester or, or the Champions League run last season, and some of those magical moments that we've had, um, watching the development of Harry, Harry Kane, etc. We don't have anything to show for it, anything tangible in terms of tr- trophies, and that that is frustrating. Yes, yeah, it's, it's very hard. I mean, I think that you mentioned the 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 season when you were chasing Leicester. I think that was the moment for Spurs. I think that they needed to win it there and then. Mm. I'm, I'm quite sad. I mean, I, like as a neutral, everyone wanted Leicester to do it, but I was just hoping, you know, Spurs, if because if they were going to ever do it, it was going to be that season. Yeah, yeah, it felt like a missed opportunity. That, that yeah. and, and I think, and whilst 
ironically, the following season we 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 finished second behind Chelsea and, and, and the, the season we were chasing Leicester, we ended up yeah. <laughs> um, messing up on the final day and and and, and losing five one at Newcastle and finishing third. Finishing third um, that's right, yeah. Yeah. Even though we finished second the following season, um, I think we defensively we might have been better even the following season. That season with Leicester, it just felt that was the season. Yeah. That was the season where all the other teams, the, the traditionally the, the big teams around us were, um, were were in transition or weren't having good seasons, and that was going to be our season. And Leicester came along and fought for yeah. the party. Yes. Okay. Um. So season so far. Um. Whew. A bit mixed, just like underwhelming, fair to say. Um, Kane, Kane started well for club and country. Yeah, but I mean, you yeah. look at you've had some difficult games to start with. You've had City and Arsenal this early. Yeah, you had a difficult but, loss to Newcastle. Mm-hmm. It looked yeah. like it was starting to improve because you were, you know, emphatic against Palace. And then yesterday yeah. it happened again. I mean, in mid, well, midweek two two up, and then let it let it slip, and then today yesterday. Yeah. You know, where do you stand this season? I think if I was going to be, and I'll, I'll give you two takes, if I were to be very positive about it, I'd say that the draws against City and Arsenal away from home very early on in the season, that that's really good. That's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, the, the Villa on the first day, we, we weren't great. We, you know, we we dug in and we got got the three three points. That's you know that sometimes happens in, in football. Yet the Newcastle game was was disappointing. Um, Palace, Palace. I thought, thought. I really thought that hopefully we we might turn turn the corner after after beating them, and I and I just hope that we sort of maintain that level, you know, over the next few weeks where sort of games come thick and fast. Um, and then unfortunately yesterday happens, and I, I don't think we were that. But I don't think if you look at social media and look at what a lot of Spurs fans have posted, you, you get quite a lot of potch out comments already trending. Really? Uh, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I'm sure you would. I I don't think that we were that bad yesterday. No. Um, I not. think that probably on balance, I think a point would have been a fair result for both teams. Um, mm. And I think that the goal that was disallowed, um, I uh, a rear strike, mm. yeah. strike, Sun was in offside position. To me, that that doesn't look offside. I don't think that's a failure of VAR, by the way. I just think that's that's a bad refereeing decision. Um, but unfortunately, VAR, VAR magnifies Actually, these things. Actually, you know, I, I wanted to, you know, chat quickly about that Aurea's disallowed goal, and you know, VAR in general. I, I've been mm. screaming for it for a while, and um, but for me, yesterday, I thought it was wrong. I thought they, I thought it was wrong. I thought, you know, it's supposed to eradicate the glaring mistakes. Yeah. Um, and then there's always question marks over like the phase of play after said incident, but that changed the game. It mm. was that. That's that VAR has ruined that game, and it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't clear and obvious. And I, I do think that Spurs deserved all three points yesterday. Mm. Um, so where do you stand with VAR? I, and okay, so and I, this disallowed I, goal in particular. Uh, the disallowed goal, I, I, I don't, and I'm not, not being biased here. I genuinely don't think it was, uh, um, uh, it, it, it was offside in any shape or way or form. And frankly, if we, if we, if we lived in a world with, without VAR, and that goal had gone the other way had been given i wouldn't be complaining about it afterwards if somebody then showed me showed me the incident because it's tiny it's millimeters Mm. on the on the subject of var itself i'm not a fan i'm a bit of a luddite on this front i don't like var and i by the way i'll I'll go one step further i don't like goal line technology oh really Um, 
no, oh, I really, wow. I just, I just think that uh, I'm a purist, and I think that the, the the game of football that you play at the highest level, you know, Premier League, and I know this, or Champions League, World Cup, I know, I know the stakes are much much higher, but I, I think that the beauty of football is that you can play that game for the, the very same game from the non-league all the way to um, uh, the, the highest level. You know, it, it's a simple concept: a pitch, goalposts, a, a, a ball, twenty-two men kicking a ball. Um, and, I, and I think if you start to introduce technology, um, you can't do it at every level. But then so then again, you, you, pray. you know, we see it in in rugby, in cricket, in tennis, and nobody ever has complaints about it in that. But it's only now since it's come in that everyone seems to be against it. I, I just think that, you know, you've just got to accept that occasionally referees will get make decisions which are wrong, mm-hmm. which go against you, that sometimes occasionally um there are goals which aren't given but if you go through particularly particularly goal line technology there aren't that many incidents over the course of history that that you know there, there are the ones that, that stand out the 66 world cup sure, there was yeah. um, a, a game bolton played against everton back in i think it was 1997 which actually cost them the goal was disallowed i think um, and had it been given come the end of the season bolton would would have stayed up and then there's more recently you think of the the lampard one which was i mean yeah yeah i mean that was that was that there was no there was no element of doubt in that that was that was clear Mm. but i just i i'm not i'm just not a fan of technology now that being said var has been introduced and if it i i don't see any turning back from that so fine it's there Mm -hmm. let's make it work let's let's it certainly needs to be tweaked. There's certain things yeah. about it. I mean, if you look at the, the Saints-Bournemouth game from Friday night, I thought VAR was was spot on in every aspect, and I think it should be used exactly like that. But yesterday's game against Leicester was there's a reason that that's a reason why it should not be used for me. That was it, ridiculous. It also adds to this. Um, if you're if you're if you're watching at home, it's fine. But if if you're in, in the stadium, mm, uh, yeah. then it, then two things happen. One, you celebrate a goal. Um, actually, it's great when it's great when somebody else and we've had this have had this a few times both yesterday because they had a goal disallowed and, sure, and notably yeah. twice against Man City, where you go from one emotion to to, to, yeah. to the next. So you're you're really downbeat and then suddenly um, the the goal is ruled out and that that's a fantastic feeling. It happened to us on Friday. Yeah, it, 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 it's a great feeling. But I hadn't until yesterday experienced the opposite. Um, so celebrating the goal, um, area strike, and there was no doubt whatsoever to me at the time that that, that it was questionable. Exactly. I'm celebrating, yeah. and then suddenly, part of me, I don't know, was just a little bit, and I was just thinking, oh, don't tell me it's going to go to VAR, and then and then lo and behold, lo and behold, it does. So even the moment that you're sometimes celebrating, even if you're 99% sure it's fine, there's a little bit of doubt that creeps in your mind. But what if? What if they? So that, there's that side of it. That's ruining it. Um, for, for you in the stadium there's also the fact that you're completely in the dark yeah. you, it does appear on the screens but you don't get the replays you don't get the you know you don't know how they're mulling over a decision for three or four minutes you, you've got no idea what, what what's going to happen and, and that's that is ruining the game yeah i totally agree with you there that one yeah i think it was about four minutes yesterday with the um mm, yeah the Oreo one and the thing that i don't like is like how long needs to be you know, they talk about phase of play after VAR. When when do they go back and look? How far do they have to go back? I mean, that was for me. I think they should just let that go. Uh. Right. Okay. So we're going to go into the game next week. 
Spurs, yep. Saints. Right. Last season, um, we went to, I think it was Wembley at the time, we went lost 3-1. And then last season, we, we edged it 2-1 with a free kick from James Ward-Prowse. Um, what can we expect from this game? It depends which Spurs turn yeah, up. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I don't mean to be disrespectful to Southampton, because I'm sure if you are going to get something... Um, then uh, if, you, if you do end up getting, getting something, whilst I'd imagine it would be fully deserved and, and you'd have to play very well to, to, to do that, I don't doubt that some of it will, will be down to Spurs messing Absolutely, it up in some yeah. in, 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 in some way. Um, I'd love to say that the new stadium, the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, is a fortress. Um, I think that I don't, I'm not sure that it entirely is. I think a lot of visiting teams will come there thinking that they can spoil the party. Um, Everton, well, sorry, West Ham did it last season. Newcastle have done it this season. Um, it's It can be intimidating for a visiting fan, um, but, uh, or a visiting team even. Mm-hmm. But I think that, um, I think that next week's game, from a Spurs perspective, I think that, you know, if we play like we did against Palace and we move the ball quickly and the movement is good, then, um, then, then Saints are in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then, 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 then you're in trouble. Um, I it, much will also depend on the, on the way Southampton set, set, set up. So I think Spurs have had, have struggled to to break down break down teams like Newcastle, for example, like Villa. I feared this would be the case with Palace last week, but it, but it wasn't. But teams who sit deep, low blocks, um, and, and just make it very, very difficult. And to, to coin that awful phrase that Jose Mourinho introduced into English football 15 years ago, park the bus. Mm. But I don't believe, from what I've seen of Southampton, that, that that's not the way you play. Definitely not. Saints like to press high, especially under Hudson Hurtle. Um and actually, we're having we, we can't seem to get a settled back four. I mean, we're playing centre backs at right back at um, against Bournemouth, um, and it's just you know our defence is all over the place at the moment. So there's no way that we are going to sit back. There are goals to be had, and I, I fear it's going to be like the, the Palace game. Mm. Um, <clears throat> I, th- I can see I can see I can see um, Southampton scoring certainly. Um, I don't I think the, the I think Palace I don't know what happened with them. They really didn't show up. Um, but uh, if you're if you press this high up the pitch, then I, I, I suspect Spurs will try to play around that from, exactly from the back. Feel, yeah. um, and and I think if you try to be expansive, then then you'll leave gaps behind. And and I and I'd, and I'd like to think that we can exploit that. We should do on paper, but mm-hmm. but was not played on paper. Um, I think for me with Spurs. It, Next week, it will depend really on a the formation that Pochettino picks. Firstly, so recently, last season and a few occasions this season, he's played a diamond. Problem with a diamond is we, we tend not to have the width. Mm-hmm. Um, we've played various other formations in the past. We've, we've played with a back three, um, but I suppose the, I, the formation that I think Pochettino has, has had the most success with at Spurs in in, in the five plus years that he's been there is a four two three one. Yeah. And I feel that we should go back to that. Um I think that's I think sometimes when when things aren't going well, I think it, it's it's always best to go back to basics. Oh, yeah, I, mean, I, I think that I think that's right. I I don't yeah. think for any reason that they're gonna be playing a diamond in midfield. I think the the if there's goals to be had from Spurs, they're gonna come from the whip. Mm. Definitely just like you know, just like Bournemouth on Friday. Yeah. Um danger men that we should watch out for. I mean 
maybe I should rephrase it and say, how many goals is Kane going to score against <laughs> us? Um, well, Kane, I mean, Kane's the obvi- obvious one. Um, he's we thought he's scored four already this season, although a, a, a lot have been saying, both Spurs fans and, 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 and others, that maybe he's not the force that he once was. Well, I mean, I think that's... goal yesterday, though, by the way. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was superb. I mean, if you, if you consider he's also scored a few goals for England already this season, um, he's still a handful. He's still a top, top striker. Absolutely. I, do, I can't... I struggle to find any weaknesses in his game. A few years ago, people said that pace, it was a lack of pace. I'm not sure that he's... Whilst he's not, you know... The, the he doesn't have the pace of um, uh, for example a, dare I say a Thierry Henry type mm. player um, he, he's no slouch I think he's he's no, quick he's strong um, he's good with, with good with both feet so he, he's the obvious handful um, I, I I would say of him that probably um, and I don't know if that's something, something that that's, that's to do with the ankle injuries he, he's, he's had, and he's had quite quite a few of those, and he still hasn't found his rhythm. I would still say that he's not at the level that he was in the calendar year 2017, where he was just scoring hat tricks for fun over that whole year. Um, I think he broke the record for the, num- the, the Premier League record, that's or, right, or yeah. he, he, he equaled it that season. I think against your lot, yes, possibly. Yep. Um, was it five two? Probably, probably set of fans. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he, he's it's been a while since Kane has hit those that level, but he's still he's still a top top player. He still will contribute with goals. And and where he, where he doesn't, he does so much more. Whether that's you know dragging players and, and defenders and creating space for the likes of Son, for example, to exploit. Mm. And if Son starts, Son or Mora, um, you know they're, they're two other threats certainly that that can cause that will cause damage. I would I would argue that Son more so than Mora. I think Moore is a really good player. Um, I still feel he's best coming off the bench. And I, I'm not a fan of when Pochettino plays Mora and Kane together. I just don't think they link up particularly well. Um, Kane tends to drop off a bit, uh, a bit and Mora sort of plays off him. Um, I, I prefer Son. I think Son... I think Son's one of the most underrated players in the Premier League. I mean, it, you don't get a lot of other clubs talking about him. I think he's sensational. I think he's a great player. It's, it's strange in that you're, you're, you're spot on there, and it's strange when you consider that over the last few years, when you hear of Spurs players, whether that's Kane, Deli Ali, Eriksson, being linked with, with moves um, abroad, for example, every every now and then you'll, you'll get the Kane to Madrid or yeah. Deli Ali going somewhere, and, and the prices it'll be sort of mentioned might be 70 80 90 100 whatever it might be okay it's seldom that you get or, or if at all that you get son mentioned mm. but for me he's he's right up there and actually if i was a if i was a premier league club or a, or a club overseas i would buy him not not just for well, first and foremost for his footballing ability but when you consider the fact that he's this huge superstar um in yeah. south korea uh, he would from a marketing point of view, he he would be great for any football club. But yeah, I I, I don't understand why he's not. Um, yeah, again, we'll have we'll him. him that way. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, any danger men that you're worried about from from our point of view? Um, be honest. Well, if he starts, and I, I know he's been injured recently, Nathan Redmond. Yeah, he was back against um, uh, Bournemouth on Friday. Yeah. Okay. So. But bearing in mind, uh, I mean, we've got a midweek uh, cup game against Portsmouth. Ooh. So is, um, it, is that? 
Is that on the Tuesday or the Wednesday? That's Tuesday night. Tuesday night. Okay, so you've got you've got the same sort of we we're playing on the Tuesday as well against Colchester. Oh, okay. so you've got the same sort of recovery time, but mm. it, it is Portsmouth, so I'd, I'd imagine that might be there might be a few tackles flying in. Um, Absolutely. For, from your side, um, Nathan Redmond, um, I don't know much about the the, the Marley lads. Um, I, I'm not I'm not gonna Jennifer. I'm not gonna. <laughs> Yeah. wasn't going to try to attempt to pronounce his name because I know I'd make a complete hash of it, but but he seems a, a tasty player. Um, him and him and him and him and Redmond, I suppose. Yeah, Jenepo's. I mean, he's not really much, not really well known. Brought him in. It's another Hassan Hurtle project. Um, he's scored two goals in the games that he's played, but he's, he's mm. been struggling with a, with a muscle injury, and I don't know if he's going to be ready for Portsmouth. But yeah, he possibly could be back I- next week. If there's another player um, that I could throw, throw into the mix, which may be not an obvious one, but I think that could cause us problems from set pieces, and that's um, Vestergaard. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, and and, and I, I, in fact, I think that if you're going to cause us any problems, it will be from set pieces. Um, I think that's, that's, that's an area that teams have started to exploit over the last few years, that actually whilst Alderweireld and Vertonghen are superb centre-backs... Um, I think that we're not that good in the air, really, um, as a club. Um, I, I, I think yeah. we, we, I think we need a um, here's another ex Southampton player. Um, we we could do with a Van Dyke type yeah. <laughs> player in our in our team. Couldn't, um, we, all, couldn't we all? Yeah, yeah. So I, I I think I think set pieces possibly. Mm, um, that's interesting. Um, can I get a score prediction? Uh, if you must. Um, <laughs> Mm, I don't trust our defence, and this is this is depressing no, because we either. we did not, I we meant did have defence. Our sense defence. Mm. Okay, we we did we like we did that that sort of 20, 2015, 16, 16, 17 period. We had a we had a really good defence, um, and that's not again. It's not. I'm not being critical of Alvarez and Vertonghen because I wouldn't swap them for anybody, but I just think collectively we're we're lacking something. Possibly the fact that we don't really have a defensive. Sh- we don't have a defensive shield in front of the back four that we used to. We we had Eric Dyer and Debele the season we were chasing Leicester mm-hmm. and the following season we had Wanyama mm-hmm. play that role alongside Dembele. And whilst Dyer and Wanyama are still at the club, they are not the same players they were. Uh, injuries have taken their toll yeah. on Wanyama. Um, so we don't really play with a defensive sh- we play with Winks who's who picks it up from deep um, and just recycles the ball and, and, and moves it along um, works hard off the ball um, Sissoko works hard he's sort of a, bit, a bit of a firefighter but no, neither of them are, are, are a defensive shield and I think on that basis we're likely to concede so I would go with I'm going to go with 2-1 to Spurs OK not far off from mine I'm going to go 3-1 Spurs. I think we will get a goal, yeah, and I think it will probably be from the penalty spot or from a free kick or from a corner. I can't see it. We're not. We're struggling to score goals at the moment. I mean, we did um, on Friday as well. We only got one from the spot. Um, but yeah, I think with that in mind, yeah, I take a take a. Well, I say I take a three-one, but that's the way it's going to be. But you know, that's that's this one. We just want to need to get out of the way and take it as a loss. I don't expect anything else from there. Yeah, I guess from your perspective, it, it gets, it's key to pick up points against you know the likes of likes of Bournemouth um, and and what what you happen to get against Spurs is 
uh, if you got something, it would be a welcome bonus. Absolutely. Yeah, I would say we've got a tough run of fixtures coming up and we could be near the bottom of the table after this after this month is out or it, even the next month. If you don't mind me asking a question, and 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 I hope this doesn't come across across as uh, slightly harsh on Southampton. So I'm, I'm bearing in mind I'm looking looking at this from the outside. So, um, a few, so the question: if, A few years ago, I, I looked, at, I would look at Southampton, and I'd looked at them under Pochettino, and then subsequently under Koeman, and I and I had much more of an awareness of, of Southampton and the players they had, and they had some really good players. Mm-hmm. I look at Southampton since under Puel and Mark Hughes um, and now I completely forgot about him yeah Mm. of course Maurizio the other Maurizio Mm. Um, and and where you are now and you know I've I've mentioned Nathan Redmond and uh, the lad from Mali whose name I'm not going to pronounce Jennifer and and, and Ward Ward Prass who I think is a decent player Um, but it just feels as though you don't have the calibre of players that you had a few years ago. Is that fair? That is very fair to say. I think the problem we've had is a lot of the, the, the board has messed up a lot of signings that we've had. I mean, we spent £19 million on Guido Carrillo. Um, we spent a lot of money on Sofiane Buffal. Really, really, really bad contracts. Like Fraser Forster was the highest paid third choice goalkeeper in the world. Mm. Couldn't get on the, couldn't get on the, uh, on the bench even. So really, really bad contracts. And, Bad managing appointments, it has to be said. Puel was, well, Pellegrino was terrible. Puel was was terrible. Um, but I think right now we're just trying to rebuild. And although we've got we've got the new owner, we've got a new board structure, it is pretty much all about rebuilding. And we're not spending stupid money anymore. We are buying players that are, you know, Hasenhut was very, very similar to Pochettino in that way. He wants to bring up the youth. Um, and he all, yeah, he's, he's he's buying these players for next to nothing and turning them into, you know, into proper players. So I think in the next couple of years, if we can keep hold of Hasenhutl, then I think we'll be fine and we'll, we'll you know, we'll start to get some uh, some deserved praise. But yeah, as I say, I mean, the next few fixtures that we've got, we've got Spurs away, Chelsea at home, Wolves away, Leicester at home, and Man City away. So it's going to be a real, real tough time for uh, for Southampton at the moment. So we yeah, really but do need there, to get all the points we can. Yeah, there are winnable games in, in, in that list. And I mean, Wolves might, might not be, from, from what I've seen of them this season, they, they, they don't seem to be the force they were last season. So They're still better than us. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, OK, just got a couple of, uh, couple of questions for you. Um, if you could take one Saints player to have in your current Spurs side, who would you take, if any? Um, if, well, if it has to be a player, if it, if it doesn't, if it's not restricted to a player, can, can we take Ralph Hasenhutl in case really? Pochettino, in case Pochettino was, were, were, were to leave, just, just to continue that fine from from Southampton? Yeah, okay, yeah, you can do that. That's fine. I'll have that. <laughs> um, but uh, joking aside, um, I'm going to take a player, um, probably Nathan Redmond. Yeah, okay. I think that I think he's a decent player, and I think he's somebody that Pochettino again could develop. And get, get and get the best answers. Yeah, I think that's a, quite a popular answer from all the away fans we've had on. I guess if it was reversed, I mean Pochettino. Yeah, I love Pochettino. <laughs> love to. I'd be happy to have him back. But again, I'm happy with Hassan Hill. So, but what I want to see at my club is a firm, consistent centre back pairing, and we haven't had that since Van Dyke and, and Font. 
So I would take either, well, Alderweireld was obviously a Saints player. He's on loan for a year. So I'd take yeah. him back or, or, you know, or Vertonghen. Any of them would be fine. But yeah, so I, I, we just we just need a consistent, firm, solid centre-back pairing. Alderweireld or Vertonghen for me. <laughs> Mind you, I, I could take any one of those um, in your starting eleven, and I'm sure they'd get straight into the Saints team. So yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. It's interesting that the amount of ex-Southampton players that have ended up at Spurs, Gazanica is another one, I believe. I forget about him. Obviously, out of Herald, but like you say, he was on loan. Wanyama. Pochettino, Wanyama. Gareth Bale, I suppose you could have that. Gareth Bale, yeah. If you. You can go further back, and then 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 there's sort of strange links like Matthew Letizia, um I don't know if it's true. I, I suspect it's true, but I've, I've always heard and read that he grew up being a Spurs yeah, fan, I heard that, um, yeah. and 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 that and that was something to I think to 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 do with the fact that he was um, a fan of Glenn Hoddle. Yep. Yeah, Spurs. There, yeah. um, and there's another one, Glenn Hoddle. Um, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> you got Harry Redknapp uh, as well. Yeah. Uh, Dean Richards, rest in yeah, peace, Richards, I guess. Yeah. 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 Um, okay, I've got another stupid question for you. Would you rather mm. wear an Arsenal shirt every day for five years or sleep in a haunted house every day for ten years? I'd, I would take the haunted house every day. Every day. <laughs> I don't think you're alone in I that. I mean, either. ten years? I mean, it's, yeah. you know... It's a bit bad. <laughs> there's, no, there's, no, there's no such thing as haunted houses anyway so well, I'd, I just, I'd, I'd be in a dark house with, with this perception that it's haunted so it'd be fine, you know. <laughs> Might be a few cobwebs and spiders and and other creatures and things, but that's fine. <laughs> you can live with that. That's fine. I can live with that. Okay. Um. Would you rather be twice the height of Peter Crouch or half the height of Lionel Messi? Um. Crouch. That's another player, by the way. Yeah, and another one. Yeah. <laughs> both clubs. Um. Sorry. Twice the height. Twice of the Peter height Crouch. of Peter Crouch or half the height of Lionel Messi. Twice the height of Peter Crouch. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> that's one for me yeah I said that every day I'd rather be twice the height of Crouch that's excellent I mean the messy one you'd be you'd be tiny wouldn't you you'd, you'd be yeah I can't even remember yeah. what it is but I think he's five foot seven right okay yeah no Crouch yeah. all day long <laughs> good answer right I think that's about it I think Jav thank you very much for coming on and talking to me it's a pleasure no problem it's, it's been a pleasure to speak to you Ray and you thank you for inviting me thanks very much and, in, and enjoy the game next week We'll see you soon. Cheers, mate. Bye. Bye. Welcome back to the Extra Time segment, and guess who's joining me? Kevin, how are you? All right, yeah. Live from Old Trafford. Oh, you're at Old Trafford? Um, yeah, we're in Manchester, and uh, we're just the other side of the water, actually, but you can see Old Trafford from our hotel room. Beautiful, beautiful. Ah. Oh. Um, how are you anyway? Uh, you've missed one hell of a show. We've had um, we've had Dan on um, taking your place, um, and we've had um, Jav from Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast on. You've missed all that. So yeah, um, tell us what you've been up to today. Yeah, definitely a shame to have missed all of them. Um, yeah, Jav and Dan. I'm sure I'll catch up with them at a later date. But yeah, I've had a very busy day. Uh, and into a very busy week. Uh, yeah, a lot of work. And then um, first, the first thing yesterday, flew over, uh, drove up the country. And brought the weather with you as well, didn't you? Twat. <laughs> well, the weather in Moscow wasn't too bad. It was um, chilly, but uh, 
but without rain. And yeah, now it's been raining, but um, I think it's kind of a good time. We were at Alton Towers today. Um, so yeah, the combination of uh, the school year being over, um, it being a Sunday at the end of the season and it raining meant that there was not really many people there. So no we, we had a rough. Not really, no. I think the longest we queued for was about 25 minutes. Wow. So, yeah, it was great. Managed to ride in all of them. Uh, never been to a theme park before, neither as Marina, so we thought we had to be done. Is that right? You've never been to... Yeah. We, did you not go with when we were in school? Did we? I think I'm sure we went to Legoland. That doesn't really count, though, does it? The little well, Legomobiles. It's not, no, it's not... not I mean, it has got roller coasters and stuff, hasn't it? I don't remember us going on any of them, but, I mean, they're pretty... You know, it's, they're pretty soft core though. Some Lego Land ones. You know what I mean? Mm, like you're quite a soft core person, Kev. So I thought, well, you know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it depends what I'm up to. <laughs> but did you have a nice time anyway? Yeah, amazing. Like I, I was surprised that Ma- Marina was from. She was really enjoying it, and she was uh, egging me on like, "Yeah, it's gone. He's again." And... Right. Okay. So while you've been messing about with that, Saints have been pretty shit, really. Um. Oh, tell me about it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, not 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 great on that front. Predictions this week. Uh, so we both went stupidly for a Saints win again. So obviously they lost. So the overall picture still remains twelve six to you. But I mean, I have given my predictions for Pompey and Spurs, but I have not got yours. So can I get yours now, please? How do you see the Spurs one? Oh, sorry, the Pompey one first, please. Oh, God. I mean, the unrequited derby that's just been played out is obviously, um, <laughs> I mean, it's it's wrong on such a number of levels, apart from the defensive shit show and just inability to score, even from the most incredible opportunities, added to the fact that there is a local rivalry, whether we like it or not. And we fielded a very strong squad, uh, which suggests just to me not all that... in the right place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean, if you're going to bring Redmond back, um, if he's just coming back from an injury, I'm not sure that he will be playing in that uh, Pompey fixture. No, I just had this discussion with Dan, and I'm not so sure about it either. Yeah, I um... think he might be used as a substitute though. I think well, no, having to rely on the substitutions as well is not a good sign either. So I think this is going to be um, a tricky one. I think I did say 3-1 before. Um, I still think we will be able to edge it over what is still the League One side, no matter how pumped up they are. And, yeah, I think we're going to run up 2-1 victors. OK, so that goes with my 1-0 Saints win. OK, so the one after that, Spurs, what you got? Shall, um, I, shall I go first on this one? Okay, yeah, tell me what yours is. Okay, so I went I went uh, 3-1 Spurs. Okay, that's pretty conclusive, isn't it? Um, I think I am going to agree with you that we're not going to win this one. I think it, even if we do beat Pompey, that's gonna, just going to take it out of us, isn't it? Mm. Um, I think our reasonably good run of forms hit a little bit of a, a dead end. And yeah, I think 2-0... I think you don't think we're going to get a goal? I, I don't think we are. No. I don't think we are. No, that's fine. Okay. Right, so Super 6. Uh, there was two in, in the week because we had the uh, midweek games, of course. So 
Round eight was the winner was Stuart White with twelve points. It's a good effort because I uh, um I scored zero <laughs> in the week on round eight. So twelve points is a very very good score. There's a lot of, lot of two, a lot of people scoring two, a lot of people scoring four, but yours truly zero. Um and that left the overall winner as um Freddie from the Ugly Inside. Um oh, he's actually awesome. come he's actually coming on next week so. Yeah, at, the, at that point. But then, of course, we've had round nine, all the Saturday fixtures. And the winner of round nine was Michael Etheridge with 14 points. And that led, left the overall standings. Uh, Michael Etheridge took the lead, but he's joint with Tony Randall on 70 points. So, yeah, good stuff there. So Michael Etheridge is now the overall leader on 70 points, along with Tony Randall. Um, fantasy football. Kev, I know you've been you've been away from your internet and stuff so i don't know if you've seen your fantasy football but i'm assuming you haven't no i haven't and i get a feeling it's going to be absolute shite because i watched match of the day and just uh saw how terribly most of my players did do you, just just a question do you have any man city players i had aguero's captain <laughs> me too <laughs> me too and he scored a measly 18 points for a, for for eight, for eight goals scored you were hoping for a little bit more um i got Raheem Sterling, but he was on the bench, wasn't he? So he's got, mm. he's got zero points. So really, really disappointing. When I saw that they'd won 8-0, because I was working during the 3 o'clock kickoff, so I didn't know the score until... Actually, no, I knew they were 5-0 up, and I didn't know the score until the end. And, and then I thought, oh, Christ, my fantasy football team must be soaring. And I saw that um, Aguero scored only 18 for me, and Sterling got none. And I was a little bit disappointed with that. But... I'd... Jumped Sorry, in late on. on the Timo Puki um, bandwagon. I saw it. I saw you got Puki in. Yeah, he's got two <laughs> points for you, didn't he? So yeah. But I mean, I had a shocker, mate. So don't don't worry. I mean, I had. This is how stupid I was. I put Ake on the bench. Sickening. <laughs> uh, Do you know when he scored against Saints? I was just like, Oh, Ake scored. I said, Okay, Saints Saints are losing. Fine, but at least I've got him in my fantasy football team. And then I checked it, and he was on the bench. But I did have Musa Gineppo starting. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely terrible. So I got what I deserved. But I scored 54 points. That's not too bad, all things considered. Um, no, uh, and you scored 49. So I'm still beating you, so up yours. Um, but this week's winner was Alex Kimber with Chasing the Guinea Pig. Did you say Chasing the Guinea Pig? Um, 88 points. And he had Bernardo Silva as his captain. That was... Inspired. Brilliant. Um, mm. But the overall leader is still John Bailey with um, Deportivo Handlebar, and he's still on, well, he's on 384 points now. So, yeah, he's doing very well. Holy fuck. Yeah, yeah, I think. Doing very, very well. I think if he stopped now, we still couldn't beat him. That's true, yeah. Um, I think that's about it for this week. Um, well, it was just a couple of things. Oh, okay. My Che Adams chant is ready. And it's oh. quite topical. Oh, did you want to go for it? Yeah, because I, I think I think um, we definitely need some encouragement. And if Che does play, then yeah, we've got something to cheer about on Tuesday night. I, yeah, I'm gonna be shouting this um, if he does score. Okay, go on then. Let's hear it. Okay, so. His first name's like Guevara, he used to be a Brahma, but now he is a scammer. Jay Adams hates Pompey. Do 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 do. <laughs> that is brilliant mate i like it i hope that catches on 
Um, uh, is there anything else? Yeah, we're, we're going to be at the Gasworks Bar watching the match. So if anyone else is there, do come along and say hi to us, yeah, just to let us know that you're listening. And we're going to head to tap it afterwards uh, when the match is finished for a couple of post-match points to either drown our sorrows or celebrate a stunning win. Yeah, okay. And um, I've got a Russian phrase to tie in with that. Oh, okay. So, yeah, come along would be Prihadite. Oh, my God. Say that again. Prihadite. Prihadite. Yeah. That means come along. Yeah, Prihadite. Okay. I won't remember that. <laughs> but, yeah. Thank you, Kev. Thanks for um for coming on for this last bit. It's, I wasn't expecting it, to be honest, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was um, I was obviously expecting to be on, but uh, yeah, it's, it's never been this difficult to um, to come on. I think whatever the circumstances, I've normally managed to, to do a podcast, but this this week, the uh, yeah, everything was stacked against me. But I'll definitely be uh, on the podcast next week. Uh, we'll be doing it together live. Right then, until next week. Up the Saints. Up the Saints. Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.